Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana. Today, I wanted to talk about the topic of gut health because so many people are frustrated and suffering from chronic gut issues, from stomach pains, gas, bloating, constipation. Ugh, the list is just endless for some people, unfortunately. And there's so much information out there about things that can heal the gut, but I wanted to focus on really the core issues of gut health, or what I refer to as the ABCs of gut health. So that's what we're gonna discuss today understanding gut health. I wanted to make this as simple as possible. So let's start with A of the ABCs, the brain-gut connection. Can you believe there's a hundred million neurons in the gut? And one of the major nerves responsible for transmitting the messages from the gut to the brain is known as the vagus nerve. Overall, the vagus nerve has a lot of functions in the body and it's incredibly important for this major path of communication, which is sending signals from our gut to our brain. I like to refer to it as the golden nerve. (laughs) It's activated when you're in a calm state. It's golden. It really is like a jewel. So that's why it's important to eat when you're calm. Make sure that when you go to have your meals, sit down. Or if you're more calm standing up, that's fine too, but just make sure you're in a calm state so you can activate the vagus nerve. Other things that activate the vagus nerve are breathing. So deep breath in, deep breath out. Breathing activates the vagus nerve. Not watching loud TV or being surrounded by loud noises or eating in a loud environment. That actually will cause the vagus nerve to be suppressed. What other things suppress the vagus nerve? Eating while you're driving or running out the door. So another reason I love the vagus nerve, it's because it's responsible for satiety. So if your vagus nerve is not activated, you're gonna keep on eating and eating and eating, right? Because you're stressed and the vagus nerve isn't being told the signal of I'm receiving food in a calm state and therefore I'm satisfied. So the golden nerve, the vagus nerve. We want to activate that as much as possible. I think one of the main things to know about the brain gut connection is that digestion begins in the mind. So let's do this one example together. Imagine holding a lemon. How does it feel? You can feel it in your fingertips. Then cut the lemon. Then smell the lemon. How does it smell? Then what I want you to imagine is taking that lemon and tasting it. Oh boy, what's the first thing that happens? You start to salivate, don't you? That's because digestion is beginning in the mind. The mind triggers the saliva to increase its production so that it can release more enzymes in the saliva to start breaking down the food. I love that. Isn't it fascinating? The body truly is fascinating. So the B is 
another important topic that I feel is not discussed as much as I'd like it to be, and it's hormones and excuse me, hormones and antibiotics. Ninety-five percent of serotonin is found in the gut. This influences about forty million brain cells. That's a lot of brain cells. Most antidepressants are actually changing the level of serotonin in the body, and that skews the communication between the gut and the brain. Another medication that does this, affecting our gut, is antibiotics. They not only kill the bad bacteria, but they're killing the good bacteria as well that's responsible for immune protection. So, as we kill the good bacteria, we need that in order for the gut to convert healthier hormones. So if we don't have good bacteria, we don't have healthier hormones. So hormones can go down two pathways in the gut. They're supposed to be detoxified and we need bacteria to detoxify them. So if there's a prevalence of bad bacteria due to the lack of the good bacteria, then uh, an example of a hormone that isn't able to be converted to the safer form is estrogen. And that leads to estrogen-dominant-like symptoms such as fibroids, endometriosis, and PMS. This is also where the acidity of the gut comes into play as well. We actually need acid in our gut to help keep the bad invaders out. So certain medications decrease hydrochloric acid, like Pepsid, Zantac, Prilosec. I can't tell you how many patients I have that come to see me and are already on these medications for acid reflux. Unfortunately, these medications are making their symptoms worse. To top it off though, they're told to avoid some of people's favorite foods. So chocolates and coffees and tomatoes and other acidic foods, salsas or what have you that go with the Mexican food, and then they end up feeling deprived. But those usually aren't the reason they're having acid reflux. What's going on is that the pyloric sphincter, which is, you can think of it as a rubber band and with a hole right around it, and it's connecting the esophagus to the stomach. Now, the pyloric sphincter stays open when there's not enough acidity in the gut. It's triggered to close when there is enough acidity in the gut. So what's going on with these people on these antacids is the pyloric sphincter is staying open, and then the food is continuing to agitate the esophagus even further. So at this point, what I like to do is have my patients do some blood work in a food allergy panel so we can see what foods they've developed a food allergy to, eliminate those foods, and heal the body from the inside out. That's actually why I developed the Gut Becom because I was seeing so much havoc on the gut from foods and medications that I wanted a supplement that targeted everything to be able to heal the gut for good, that is. So it helps with constipation, it helps with reflux, it helps with gas and bloating, etc. So if you're interested in that, you can definitely find it on my website. So that brings us to the C, or the last topic I think we need to discuss, is how impactful stress is on the gut. So what's going on with stress? Imagine we're running from the tiger. It's a very stressful situation, and this is activating our sympathetic nervous system. So that it involves releasing hormones to our muscles to run from the tiger. Instead of allowing blood to flow to the gut to do digestion, we're not interested in digesting our foods when we're trying to run from a tiger. So it shunts blood away from the gut and that prevents digestion even further. 
and then that decreases nutrient absorption, which causes a decrease in enzyme output in the gut, and then what happens is that food sits in the stomach longer, so it starts to rot, and then that's where painful gas bloating come into the picture because there's the bad bacteria is actually growing due to the rotting process, and usually that's where foul gas smells come into play. So it's not a very happy situation. In the end, it's decreasing metabolism due to the bad bacteria, not conjugating the hormones, reducing healthy gut bacteria altogether. And then you're constipated or you have frequent diarrhea or you end up getting alternating constipation diarrhea. So if you're in a chronic state of running from a tiger, which most of us are in today's society, we're constantly on the go, running, 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 Unfortunately, that's what happens. So addressing the core root of stress is the first step. The second step is to do a food allergy panel so that we can determine which foods your body has developed the trigger with. I want to leave you with this. Physical activity relieves tension, right? It improves blood flow. It stimulates the release of endorphins from the brain. So there's more serotonin that'll improve your mood and then it will improve the gut functions. So being physically active on a daily basis is important, but not while we're eating. So if you want to incorporate more Tai Chi or yoga, that'll help to coordinate the breath. Remember, breathing in to breathe out more regularly, it'll stimulate the vagus nerve more so. So then that way your body is developing a healthier pattern with food and stress. I think it's important to realize that your digestive system is a barometer for how you're coping with life. So for example, if you're prone to constipation, explore, you know, where in your life you're able to let things go, right? When you're constipated, you're constantly holding on to things. Or maybe if you're suffering from chronic heartburn, look at where you might feel you've been burned in life or where you're holding on to a grudge or some sort of resentment. Exploring your digestive symptoms from this spiritual perspective can really help to process your emotions so that you can release them and then cope with stress and your health, but on a spiritual level. I'll have my patients, some of them, not all of them, do a daily journal, and what they'll notice is after a few weeks, their symptoms will improve because they'll start to notice what their triggers were, and slowly and surely, those symptoms melt away. Don't take your grunt for granted. It's trying to give you a message through your symptoms for what it needs. Think of your your body as your baby. If your baby was crying, how would you take care of it? Would you slap a Band-Aid on its mouth? Or really try and figure out why the poor thing was crying, right? That's the analogy I like to use. That's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Head over to drnirvana.com if you have any questions, or you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Nirvana or on Facebook at Dr. Nirvana Heals. And if you haven't yet left a rating or review, please do so. That would mean a great deal to me. Also, remember, I really appreciate you tuning in. It really, really brings my heart so much delight to share this information with you and with so many people because when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Thank you again, everyone. Bye-bye.